You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately. And I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sis podcast. Hi sisters, I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout, we know. We're cultural observers. And of curious minds. Get ready for sisterly banter while we chat about fixations, learnings, and personal growth. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood! Hello and welcome back to OK Sis. My name is is Maddie. And my name is Scout, and we are the Sisters IRL. And you know, Mads, I was on a podcast earlier today as a guest, spiritual podcast. You would have loved it. And oh, she just on totally on brand for me. Totally you know? on brand for you. It's yeah, totally on brand. And she was asking me, she's like, I just keep coming back to the fact that you work with your sister. People are so interested in the fact that we work together. Yeah, it is definitely the number one question we get asked. And our answer is the same every single time as sister. So let's just say it once and for all. For anyone who wants to ask us what it's like to work with your sister. Basically, it's it's bittersweet because there's aspects of it where there's no bullshit. And if you have a sister or any type of sibling, then you know this. There is a sense of no bullshit, get to the point, cut through the chase, not really um, needing to sugarcoat things. And in a typical work setting, when you have colleagues, when you have people that you work with, you, you know, will 
to kind of tiptoe around a situation, make sure not to hurt their feelings and, you know, communicate with them in probably a more thought out and intentional way. Whereas with a sisterly relationship and a familial relationship, all those boundaries are kind of broken down for better or for worse. I think it's helped us get shit done quicker for sure but it also has proven to provide obstacles in terms of communication styles uh, especially when we started taking OKSIS seriously as a business as many people know Scout and I have very very different work ethics and styles not one is better than the other but they are very different so what we've had to learn as sisters is and and partners basically in this business and venture is to respect each other's work styles and try to collaborate effectively. Yeah, you said it beautifully. I think that Mads and I were voice noting earlier today, and we had to hop on a call today, because I think that in working with Mads, because she's my sister, sometimes I don't bring my best self to the table because I feel as if I don't have to because she's my sister. But in that, what happens is that sometimes the communication can be disrespectful or not really super mindful of the other person or cross a boundary. And so I think that in the beginning, correct me if I'm wrong, Mads, like, okay, sis was so easy because of that. And then as we really build brands and make decisions and like your career is popping off, my career is popping off. We have to remember that when we come together, it's a sacred kind of container of okay, sis, not necessarily like, okay, because you're my sister, I'm just going to like say this in a shitty way. Right. And I think we had to learn that the hard way for sure. But overall, the, the answer is ideal. I don't think it's ideal for everyone, but I think it's ideal for us. No, I think it's very ideal for us. And I think that OKSIS has been the biggest personal development business the two of us could have ever done together. I mean, it is like I think about what you've done for me personally, professionally, emotionally. It's like you've pulled me out of my comfort zone and allowed me to be so much more free, which to this day I'm still you know, sometimes scares me, but it's, it's like, you've allowed me to see such a silly and joyful side of life, as well as testing me on knowing that my way of doing things is not the only way. Like, we are so alike, and we are so different at the same time that who else Mads, with their sister with their best friend has this many fucking hour long conversations over three years. I I always say this, that it's the biggest scam podcasting. It is an incredible... The biggest. It's an incredible documentation. It's a living journal, diary, if you will, an audio formatted diary. I mean, I remember when I voice noted you the other day where I came to this realization because I was just listening to a past OK Sis episode and we had recorded a long time ago, but I was listening to it because it had just come out. And I literally had come to a realization that I was in that moment struggling to remember. So basically what it was, was YouTube, right? And being vulnerable on the internet and really putting yourself out there. What does that mean? This type of complete rawness and shame that can come around really putting yourself on display 
on the internet. It's a beautiful thing, but it's also a very, very scary thing. And for those that don't do it, don't, you know, understand the type of insecurities that come with that. So I was really struggling. I was like, what, you know, do people think I'm weird that I'm doing this YouTube thing? I'm 27. And do they think I'm weird? Do they think I'm strange? And I went through this whole spiral. And then I listened to an OKSIS episode. And literally on that episode with Puno, I had said, YouTube is going to be something I just do for fun. I'm really excited to hone my video editing skills. I think it'll be very silly. It's going to put just like a little bright light into some people's days. And that was it. That was all the intention. And it brought me back to the why. And all that insecurity just floated away. So it's the podcast itself is just such a beautiful documentation of all our thoughts and our conversations and our revelations. It's so special that we have this. Yeah, when I go back and listen to past episodes, I can hear my evolution. I can see where I got triggered, where maybe I don't get triggered now. I can see where my viewpoint was like... You know, in this episode, we're going to talk about routines. So we listened to the past routines and there was parts of it that I realized that I was reacting to you because of certain things that I've now emotionally unpacked. So it's so interesting to me. It really, really is. And my major YouTube debut, I suppose, (laughs) happened on Kenzie Elizabeth's blog. Did you watch it? Did you watch it? Fuck. No, I just looked on Instagram story and Kenzie was recording me and Mads talking about how bad I smelled. And then Kenzie put that on her vlog. So I'm grateful that that I continuously am published on the internet for things that I truly would not have chosen for my brand. (laughs) You know what? We're 360 human beings. You know, oh, we are. That we are. Know our full, authentic, whole, integrated selves, as Lacey Phillips puts it. So that's just what we're doing, really. Which, by the way, sisters, that episode we did a pod swap with Kenzie, which is coming soon. Kenzie on our podcast, I was off the rails, delirious. Like we were filming it, and I just laid down in the middle of the, the reels. Episode. Are going to be incredible. Oh, it's just going to be my vagina. I mean, when is it not? You know, I mean, yeah, I guess we could do the vagina sweat situation, but let's do some current fixations real quick before we get into this episode chatting about routines. And the reason I wanted to chat about routines was because, God, it's just a Kenzie filled episode. We were talking to Kenzie about routines and I realized one of my favorite solo episodes that we've done was about routines over a year ago. And since the pandemic has happened, obviously our relationship to our routine has changed significantly. So I'm really excited. I just want to also say, I was listening to that episode. It was from February 2020. And I just want to, you know what? I'm going to come out and say something. You know, I'm going to answer our question that we ask every single guest about what you would brag about. I sounded fucking eloquent. Okay. Yes, you always sound eloquent. Really? I yes, think you- I sound so like intellectually inferior. I feel like I sound dumb. I know that's an insecurity of yours. And it's, it's really, truly highly untrue. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but I was listening back to the episode. I was like, girl, Matt. you are forming incredible sentences that are just, I mean, like a scholar. Well, you you did graduate from the Marshall School of Business at USC. Oh, God. You Thanks. have been extremely book smart your whole life. We're talking 4.0 sisters. We're talking the four to the point to the O's. We're talking, we're talking 4.5. Don't get it twisted. Well, you know, compared to the 3.7 over here, um, <laughs> maybe 3.6. Anyways, I just wanted to shout that out because I'm, I'm, you know, historically I have been 
bad at taking pride in myself and bragging myself. So I just wanted to, you know, give a little pat on the back of Matt. Yes. Speaking with a very uh, large vocabulary. Very good. We yeah, like you it. are quite, you are very eloquent. You are very, very well-spoken, articulate, smart, intellectual, all of the things, truly. And. Oh my God, flattering. And now that I flattered you, I need to just tell the sisters what happened to me yesterday in a text message with you. (laughs) So I get a voice note from Matt. So sisters, by the way, I'm on TikTok at Scout Sobel and I need you guys to all follow me and prove Maddie wrong right now because this is very important to me. I get a voice Uh, note from my sister. This is, this is what it says. I'm going to do my best impression. She says, it's a great first start and I just don't think that you should be reciting poetry on your TikTok. You sound really husky and like you've smoked a lot of cigarettes and we can work on you being a little bit more approachable. So I'm going to send you a tutorial. Okay. She sends this whole thing. And then I respond back because I have these videos with audio clips in the background of me talking and Mads thinks it's like me recording poetry. I text her back and I go, those audio clips are sound bites from Scout Podcast. And Maddie just sends me a video of her laughing so hard. I I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. I was tears were rolling down my face. Because not only one was I caught with my pants down that I have never listened to Scout Podcast. <laughs> Two, I literally thought that that was voiceover on TikTok and you were reciting poetry. <laughs> so now I'm convinced that Scout Podcast is just poetry, which is great. We like that for, you know, a podcast uh, strategy. I don't know if that lends itself to TikTok content and is what people are going to relate to. So you still haven't listened to Scout Podcast after this entire okay we're good we're good we're feeling good we're feeling good about this so anyways sisters i'm trying to do a tiktok strategy you know it's in the works you know i'm not a you know i believe in just getting shit out there and seeing what happens and then fine-tuning i'm working on a vlog right now for the tiktok oh a daily vlog she's a vlogger yeah you know i haven't shown my face yet because i'm gonna get my uh get my hair done and also i got botox on my forehead and i kind of need a little bit more here because they arched my eyebrows a little weird anyways that's irrelevant i'm gonna get my hair oh. done today and i'm gonna take some more tiktoks great so i need you sisters to follow me on tiktok at scout sobel like it all and comment that you know the poetry is alive well and impactful i just think we can adapt the poetry okay to make it more tiktok friendly that's all i'm saying and i'm gonna give you tutorials that was what i was trying to convey in the voice note i'm going to send you some inspiration so we can just we just need to shift just a little shift of the strategy and then we'll be there Okay, brand manager, we also had a meeting like a month ago and you were supposed to come up with a wonderful TikTok strategy. So I'm in the dark. I'm in the motherfucking dark. I know. I apologize about that. Yeah. Yeah. I will. Anyways. Okay. My current fixation. Let's get back on track here. Um, (laughs) My current fixation, which has been my current fixation before, but I'm going to. Oh, a recycled. It's a recycled one. Oh, you Um, know how they say like outfit repeater? We're a current fixation repeater. Oh, oh, okay. Call the police. Call the current fixation police, like the yes. fashion police. Yes. Um. So right now I am binging for the fourth time, fourth time, fourth time, Parks and Rec. And my current fixation is Leslie Nope. 
whenever I feel as if I need some cheerfulness in my life, some pep in my steps, some community, some meaning, some inspiration, I watch Parks and Rec and just feel so happy. I don't know what it is about that show. It is my favorite TV show in the world. Again, this is my fourth time going through it, except this time I literally bought every single season on Amazon, so I will have it forever. Don't ask me how much that cost. And I... Leslie Nope. I just I don't understand why this show just pierces my heart this much. It makes me feel wholesome and inspired and happy. And it's kind of like the 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 show I go to when I just need to relax, but I want to feel good. It's just a feel good show. Do you think that Leslie Nope suffers from toxic positivity? Sometimes I wonder why she's so positive and then I remember it's a TV show. Oh, but sometimes she is, she has been sad. She has been sad in some episodes. I don't think that she suffers from toxic positivity. I think that she is just an abnormally incredible human being. Yeah. I would agree with that. Her and Ben Wyatt. I have the biggest, oh my God. biggest crush you know, on him. Biggest crush. And every time I watch her and Ben Wyatt, I think to myself, you know, like Mads and I can watch a movie where, you know, Chris Hemsworth is the boyfriend and he's super ripped and big and like, quote unquote, hot. And we'll be like, yeah, that's cool. And then we'll watch Parks and Rec and Mads and I will be like, nah, we like Ben Wyatt better. Like Mads and I, you and I have very similar male taste. So my boyfriend's going to kill me for saying this, but I told him in the past, I'm, I'm not a, I'm, I don't like conventionally attractive men. And he was like, thanks. <laughs> I kind of, I, I mean, I'm Adam saying? is conventionally quite attractive. No, I think, but my I, my boyfriend is the handsomest man in the world, and that is the point. I I don't like, I don't look at Brad Pitt, and I'm like, my I don't panties either. are wet. Like, I don't understand that. No. I don't understand it. I don't understand. I mean, Leo. like maybe I don't maybe understand George like Clooney. That. I understand George Clooney. I don't understand. I feel like guys like that are good for like a one night rodeo, you know? I don't Just understand like Luke, one night. Luke Evans. I don't, you know, Captain America. I, I don't think understand it's him. Chris Evans. It's, Chris Evans. It's Chris Luke Evans. Evans. There's another Luke. I, I think that's a country singer. Okay. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> or- yeah. I don't look at I don't look at Captain America or Thor. Yeah. I look at Loki. I'm like attracted to Loki. Oh my god, he has a he has a mullet. <laughs> it just okay whatever <laughs> not really no it's not a mullet it's literally not a mullet but if you look at the track record of my celebrity crushes it's timothy chalamet and bill Hader. okay yeah, <laughs> like, yeah what do you want from me i don't i'm not into these like jacked up superheroes i'm sorry yeah me either when i see a ben wyatt i watch ben oh, wyatt and I leslie nope and i Oh, when I see a Ben Wyatt, I love Ben Wyatt so much. Yeah. All right. Wow. Great current fixation. Been there, done that. Thanks for reminding us. The way you feel about Parks and Rec is the way I feel about Friends. Okay, sisters, let's talk about hair shedding. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started seeing a little more of your scalp? Hi, I've been there. When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play, and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted, whole-body approach. Ugh, thinning hair just isn't the vibe. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. Amen. 
Everyone's root causes of hair thinning are different, so a one-size-fits-all approach to hair growth just doesn't cut it. Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow through different stages, such as postpartum, like me. After I gave birth, I noticed that around the crown of my head, my hair was shedding. I've been taking Nutrafol for almost three months at this point, and I am not kidding you when my husband, my friends, my family have been commenting on how long, strong, and healthy my hair has been looking lately. I mean, sisters, if you've been watching OK Sister on YouTube, you've seen my hair. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. I mean, 86% is a lot of women. Take their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code OKSIS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code OKSIS. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code OKSIS. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. 
Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute, I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Also, I didn't know that the sisterhood was so into Parks and Rec on, in our new communities. Everyone is into Parks and Rec, okay? I if didn't, you're not, I didn't know you don't that. have a soul. Well, I didn't know that because when it first came out, it was like the office people versus Parks and Rec people. And then Parks didn't even win like any sort of awards, you know. But on Geneva, which is our new community center, it's an app that we hang out with our sisters and text them every single day at every single I can't minute. get over the community center. Wait, that's my current fixation. Oh, sorry. I was going to plug it seamlessly, but it sounds like we're going to plug it very obviously. Yeah, there's no seamless integration over here. My current fixation is our new community center, Geneva. So if you don't know about Geneva, we announced it on last week's episode. It is a community building app. Basically, think of it like Slack, but only on your phone and then just like not work related. So we are under a home called OK Says, and then there's various rooms that we talk about different topics. So we have like a current fixations room, a mental health book club, the Mazel Tov room. Dude, the Mazel Tov room is my favorite place on the internet. Yeah, it's popping. It is where we celebrate. We celebrate big and little wins and the rad women of the sisterhood are just posting left and right, hyping each other up. That is something that I've always wondered about communities. And when we joined Geneva, I actually spoke with their head of community at the company, Kim Johnson. She is, I mean, spectacular. She was head of community at Glossier and now she just moved to Geneva. And I was talking to her about this and I never understood why on digital communities, it was frowned upon to self-promote and to either promote your product or promote an event or your business. And I was like, isn't that the fucking point of being part of a community so that like you can be interested in each other's ventures and projects and support one another in those? And she said, like, that is so funny you say that. We actually have been looking into that aspect of digital communities a lot because it's very frowned upon. It's usually in every single rules that when you join like a secret Facebook group, it says no promo, no promo. And I get it. Like, I don't want it to feel spammy. I don't want people to just come in, post something and leave. I want them to be engaged. But I would never prohibit someone from sharing 
a business or or a project that they're doing. So she recommended that we kind of rebrand it to have its own room called Mazel Tov. And we post big and little wins. And it's just more so of a like a hype room. Yeah, I think it's the kind of the same thing with like leniency in the workplace. Like once it's abused, you have to take it away, which is such a bummer. But I think why it's been so frowned upon is because the community gathering on the digital website has been Facebook. And in Facebook, you can't have forums. It's just one spread. And so what I think when you get into a community group with 20,000 members and you have a business, you're like, oh, this is a great opportunity to advertise my business. And then the whole feed gets inundated with business, 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 business. So the best part about Geneva is that we have a room specifically for that so that that kind of stuff doesn't get lost or or doesn't overpower the rest of the conversations, which I think is the key to us maintaining that aspect, because you're right. That's the part that we love. We, you know, one of our sisters started a podcast. She posted it in there, et cetera. One of them has like a a Etsy shop posted in there. That's the best. We want our community to support our community. Yeah. That's my favorite part about Geneva. And it's obviously so cute. And as I said last week, I will promote any platform that prioritizes emojis and Geneva does just that. Emojis are, I think, the number one feature. The emojis and the GIFs. Yeah, you're obsessed with the emojis. I love, oh my God, I sent a GIF on Slack to Danielle. This is just unbelievable. So Wait, like name a better feeling than finding the most perfect GIF to go with your sentiment. No, but on Slack, you can't pick. You just write a word and they provide you right, one. Right, random. And so on Slack, you can opt out of X-rated ones, which I didn't do. And so I wrote, oh yeah. you know, backslash Jiffy, and then you write your keyword. And my keyword was oi, O-Y, right? I was responding to something. My, my oh, no. Uh, oh, no. meme came up of a woman looking, I don't know, whatever. And it said, I have droopy boobs. <laughs> Wait, why was that oi? I I don't know. And you know what? You know what? Droopy boobs are oi. Yeah, uh, I would say oi to droopy yeah, boobs. Yeah, I think that's where the AI came in there. Um, but literally, I'm just saying oi to one of my team members, and a meme shows up that says, <laughs> I have droopy boobs. <laughs> like, wait, what the fuck? Did you take a screenshot? I did take a screenshot. There, wait, okay, if there isn't already, which I don't even want to say this out loud because if the, if it isn't already, this is the best idea I've ever had. Making an Instagram account or a Twitter account of like Jiffy Slack gone wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah, like my droopy yeah. boobs. <laughs> it's like comments by celebs, but for Slack gone wrong. It's like oh, Zillow, it's like Zillow gone wild. What? Which you don't follow Zillow Gone Wild? Oh my God! Oh, they. It's amazing. There was literally there's a hundred and sixty nine million dollar penthouse apartment available right now in New York. So Zillow Gone Wild. Oh, it's just like yeah, they just post like crazy. It can either be a crazy extravagant or like a weird or a weird room. Like one had all this Nicolas Cage shit in it. Oh, Jesus so it's just Christ. weird Unsubscribe. shit. I mean, unsubscribe. I mean, yeah, Nicholas. I mean, you Cage. love Nicholas Cage. No, you I love don't. Nicholas Cage. Oh, I don't love Nicholas Cage. That's, that's except, good. That's good. Ooh, no. Except I think that now I do. Something in my brain is oh, telling no. me that Adam converted me. But a while ago, I watched Nicholas Cage. In yes, that's what it was. And now I think I like him. But I watched him in The Wicker something, and it was so frightening. 
you know, he just kind of creeps me out in general. Like if I saw Nicolas Cage at night, I think I would walk the other way. That's the general consensus amongst the public. Just like Nickelback sucks. That's also the general. That's what I was just going to say. We throw it under the same bucket as Nickelback. So there is you're living in a weird part of the public. You know, Matt, I have I have zero, zero interest in new shit. You know, like I'm typing in. 90s essential rock i want to know the words i don't want to have to learn the words you know that's like goodness lord i gotta like learn words i gotta learn new beats it's a lot of work okay we're gonna we're gonna move swiftly along we 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 know all too well scout that you are living in the past and that you don't have any interest in current events or pop culture but that's okay i do want to say one more thing about geneva if there if you need any more incentive to join geneva we just posted all our merch designs for our next merch line and let me tell you they are fire they are so fucking cute uh, yeah so we just they're really we, really bomb we just dropped them in the random room so when you join go to random and like scroll a little up and you'll see all the photos they are incredible so be sure to join us there okay let's get into this episode as we mentioned we re-listened to our february 2020 episode about routines and rituals um i first want to call out two things one i promoted our twitter which was very uh pertinent timing because yesterday i went on a twitter bit on the OKSIS OK podcast Twitter. Uh, once a year, I go on there and then I just kind of like word vomit all over it. And I just really respect people who can think in tweets. I think it's an amazing skill. I envy it. I think it, it really is. It really is. The people on Twitter are fucking smart. Okay. Like they are witty, they are observational. Like, how do you put that great content in such a small little phrase? So I just want to, for all the tweeters out there, I I see you. I don't think I'm one of you, but I see you. I think you could be if you wanted to be. It seems like a lot. My brain is like kind of, you know, your brain gets exhausted by TikTok. My brain gets exhausted by Twitter. Yeah, I hear that. Also, when I was listening back, which kind of sounds crazy, but let me know if you had this experience. We were talking about routines as if like no one was fucking talking about routines. And I feel as if actually that conversation a year and a half ago wasn't as prominent as it is today. We spearheaded the morning routine conversation. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we did. I think we were uh, on the pulse. I think we were uh, trend setting, forecasting, trend forecasting. Oh, my God. Scout, I I hate to tell you, but. The morning routine chatter has been around much longer than us talking about it in 2020. I know, but it's. I felt like when we were talking about it, we were talking about it as if it was this new content idea that people were doing, if oh. that makes sense. Do you not know the old age tale of, so all of you guys were t- asking me to tell you my morning routine. Like, that's the number one most... Oh, I thought that I thought that was skincare routine. Well, there's that. Okay, so maybe yeah, no, but morning routine people request a lot. Yeah, that's true. Regardless, we're gonna give it to you. Okay, so my morning routine really hasn't changed. Wait, wait, wait! Oh. I had one more thing. Sorry, sorry, sorry. One more thing. Sorry. I know we're we're gonna really have to speed through this next part, but you mentioned that you get texts from Gary V. So I just wanted to like make sure. Year later, I want to do a little wellness check. Do you still text him back? I don't text him back. I still get his texts and, and I get Ed my Let's texts. So I get Gary and Ed's texts. 
Okay, but you are no longer responding to the text. No, because they stopped kind of being text messages and they started being links out. And I, I don't want the link out. I want the, I want the motivational, you know, morning chipper thing. Got it. Yep. Yeah, it was just so funny because you uh, a year ago you said you were texting him back, um, to which I said I think it's funny that I'm still signed up for his text messages over a year later. I mean, I'm signed up for David Dobrik's text messages, and my heart he has text li- messages. Yeah, every celebrity has it. It's a community. It's called the app is called Community, and every celebrity has it. And every time I see David Dobrik's name on my text message my heart flutters because then I freak out and I'm like wait do I actually know David Dobrik and then I remember that I'm signed up for his community dude it happens to me all the time I'm like whoa and my leg got my number yeah I remember (laughs) that's a great app it really does make you think that they're they're texting just you um okay great so that's good we love that we love that wellness check all right let's go through our routines should I go first yeah sure go for it okay so Let's start with the morning because that's a good, that's always a good way to start. I wake up. Okay. I drink a large glass of water. This is so funny because when I was listening to the year ago routine, I'll tell you the little like little differences, but for the most part, it's pretty similar. Drink a large glass of water. And then as my coffee is brewing and I know that you are like, I need coffee the second I wake up, it has to be done. in the Okay. I just, I let it take five minutes to brew okay while while I do other things so a year ago I was drinking decaf because I would drink coffee later in in the day now it's like back to like full calf of course um so while I'm waiting for it to brew I start doing morning pages and it's funny because I also mentioned something about morning pages last year where I would just kind of journal free form but I forgot that I had done that so it's very interesting that I've come and come back to that practice and it's not necessarily the very strict Julia Cameron artist way type of morning pages I think I just do one page and it's literally brain dump it's just thoughts thoughts being poured onto a page just to kind of get them out of my head and then into like a more tangible form. Then I have my first cup of coffee with my Vital Proteins collagen powder. It's like a creamer that you put in there with oat milk. And then my second cup is with oat milk. All right. After that, every morning I'll switch off between a business or a self-improvement book. Yeah. What time are you waking up? So this is interesting because it varies from day to day. It just really depends when my workout is. And with the pandemic, it's definitely later than I used to wake up because I can kind of work out later in the day or like I can sleep in a little more, which is nice. So I'm probably waking up around six or seven. Okay. Any more questions from the audience? Uh, No, just really trying to get into the details. I'm trying to pretend that I'm you. Yeah, the minutia. Oh, we also didn't put the disclaimer, which I thought was really smart of us last time. Just so you guys know, these routines that we're delivering to you, these are just updates from and just something that we want to inspire you to do some self-discovery, understand what works for you. These are by no means prescriptions or something that you should be doing. You should be doing step by step. These are just what has worked for us, what has gone into our routines, and we implore you to create your own. But maybe this will inspire you a little bit. Okay, so now every morning... Um, After I do my little journaling, I will read. So I'll read either a business or a self-improvement book. Uh, Right now I'm reading Atomic Habits and I'm almost done with it. It is fucking blowing my mind. Um, And then talk about like being very germane to this conversation. It's all about routines and habits and how to form better ones. So I'm reading that right now. And then on the other days, I will do Lacey Phillips manifestation work. All of you all know that 
we love Lacey Phillips. It's Lacey Phillips world and we're just living in it. You know that oh, <laughs> the other day I was at Craig's, which if you're in LA, you know what Craig's is with my co-founder Lauren and her sister Kate. We were talking about Lacey Phillips and Kate goes, so if a test, if you don't pass a test, what does Lacey do? And we were we started laughing because we were like, honestly, sometimes when I pass a test, I think it's like Lacey as the universe like telling me. Isn't that funny? Yeah. It's, it's like she it's, is the force. Yeah. It's hard to not use her vibe, her energy, her essence, her purse, like just who she is as kind of like this mother earth encompassing force. She is really like uh, she's I like in of her. She's into Panga. She's using Osea. She's got the baby. She's got this gorgeous house. She's, she's wearing the these hats. The hats are always good. Yeah, the hats are great. It was just so funny because I, I definitely think of her when I think of passing tests and, you know, her you know, worldly advice. Anyways, so I do a little bit of that. Then I will work out. Now, whether that's at home with Obey Fitness or Melissa Wood Health, I like to go on my roof to get a little bit of fresh air, which is nice sometimes. Um, And then now I've been, you know, starting to go back to in-person classes, which has been very exciting. I've been loving P-Volve, Training Mate, and then the Outdoor Soul Cycle that they have in Century City or Santa Monica. If anyone in LA, any sisters want to go with me, I will gladly go with you it's been such a delight to do like a little cycling class outside and then I come home or I finish I will wash my face that's when I do my full skincare routine then I'll make my smoothie which we've already documented in a previous episode I put moon juice protein powder it is great and then I have chlorophyll water so this kind of carried on from last year because I was drinking the Saqqara chlorophyll water now chlorophyll water is having a moment it's doing its thing it's going all over the TikTok. So as you know about me, I follow the trends. So it was your uh, current fixation a few episodes ago. It sure was. So I'm still on it. I'm still doing the kick. I drink that before my smoothie. And then I am ready for the day. I review my to-do list and I get to work. Beautiful. I love it. Yeah. I think it's just, I think the difference from what I'm gathering between last year and this year is just you're waking up a little bit later. Exactly. Getting some more sleep in. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Oh, I love that. Okay, cool. So, my morning routine has changed a little bit. Um, I wake up right now this week. I've been waking up like 5.30 to 6.30. I kind of like that zone. But as we said in the episode a year ago, which sisters will link in the show notes so you can listen to it so you understand. Because of the pandemic, I was waking up later. And so getting myself back into that 5.30, 6.30 zone is a little difficult. It takes a little bit of time. But 
Um, I like waking up anywhere between 5.30 and 7, depending if I need more sleep or whatever. Uh, the first thing I do is I go to the bathroom. I scrape my tongue now every single morning before I drink any water, get all the bacteria off, and then I drink a whole glass of water. I pour my coffee, which is already pre-made. That will never change. It is ready to go, except now my husband makes it the night before and not me because he became a coffee aficionado over quarantine. Um, then I walk outside and take Luna out to the bathroom and then I come in and I do my morning pages. Still the first thing that I do every single morning, um, just kind of like a 20 to 30 minute journal session. And then after that, so I used to then go for a walk and I used to love my walks when I lived in the apartment because it was in the city and there was like a hill. And so it got kind of, you know, it got my heart rate up and got me sweating and I was around people. And I don't know why, but the walks around Kensington are just too Pleasantville, lazy, like chill. And so I haven't been doing my morning walks because I tried to do it around Kensington, but I just like, I don't know, wasn't vibing with me. So I haven't super been the most consistent with that anymore. So after I journal, I will make myself breakfast, which I pick greens from my garden. I make two eggs and a piece of toast. After that, I will shower. And within my shower routine is dry brushing first. Then I shower. Then I put body oil all over me. You know which one? Obviously the Osea body oil. And then I do my skincare while I stand there naked and let the oil like get into my skin a little bit before putting on pants immediately. And then after my skincare routine, I get dressed. And that's when I check my phone. So I don't really look at my phone for about an hour to an hour and a half of my morning. Then I check my phone. I go to texts, Instagram, and then email. So that is my... Oh, and then every now and then after I journal, I'll pick a card. Usually if I'm feeling introspective. This morning I did a meditation real quick. So I kind of leave some room for testing the energy fields um so that's my morning routine gotta gotta test those energy fields they always need to be tested and you know what meds so people always said that the morning routine really sets you up and it's better to have a routine to get yourself grounded before jumping into your inbox and jumping into your text messages and just having a moment to yourself and I always with the extensive morning routine I have I always struggled with that notion because I was the type of person that before I would literally wake up at six and I would be at my computer in my inbox at 6.05. Like I would start work immediately when I opened my eyes because my brain is kind of the most active the first two hours of the day. And so I naturally would just start working. But now that I've implemented for the last two years, a really, really strict morning routine without looking at my phone or my computer for an hour to two hours in the morning, I completely understand the difference in energy I have when I go to open my email versus when I look at my phone if I haven't done all of my things in the morning. Oh, absolutely. I feel it tremendously. And we also recounted a moment that you know, like you accidentally looked at your phone and it was like spiraled this whole, you know, energetic efficiency in your in your day. And it was just terrible. It was a rabbit hole. Like I So something that I've done differently, because after that rabbit hole happened, it happened accidentally. I was checking the date on my phone to journal and I saw an email notification and it was from a client and I saw like the first line and it didn't sound so good. So obviously I'm going to check it immediately. And then it just went to OKSIS's email and like I missed an invoice or something and everything that happened that morning in my inbox I could have totally handled without getting anxious, but because it was off guard and I wasn't centered, I just went down. I went down. Yeah. 
Yeah. So sisters, if you're looking for at least even one tip, I would say turn off your inbox notifications. Well, I I don't even have my email notifications on. I I check it too much and regardless, like I'm going to check it. So I just turn off, I turn off all notifications, no Instagram, no, no nothing. So I think don't look at your phone for about an hour or an hour and a half after you wake up, just try to take, just try to implement some sort of you time, some sort of reflection and don't, don't put too much pressure on it. I think that's what I've learned is like, sometimes I just like do what I feel is best in that exact moment. And that's okay. Just kind of do that. Do we want to do night routines or do we want to, I also thought it would be nice for us to put a list together of the habits and routines that we're working on. Yeah, that would be lovely. My night routine is pretty uh, subjective and changes a lot and it's less extensive except the last p is always always in there the last p and the washing of the feet so honestly i'm still plagued by the last p i really want to know if other sisters if you all relate to this it's the reason i don't fall asleep it's the reason i don't motherfucking fall asleep it is it tortures me so i if you don't know what we're talking about like you get into bed you're like ready you may be like reading or doing something and then you're like wanting to go to sleep, like you're maybe falling asleep, but your brain wakes you up because it's like, you gotta pee before you actually go to bed. And so even if you don't need to pee, but I get up, I yeah. go pee, I come back and then I'm awake. And then I'm like, oh great, now I need to read again. And then I fall asleep and I'm like, wait, the last pee. So it's just like, <laughs> it's so a never ending s- cycle. <laughs> I sleep, I drink a sleepy time tea before bed. And honestly, I think instead of drinking that at seven, I have to drink it at six. Like I need to cut myself off of liquids at seven. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's insane. It's something happens in my brain and it it's so annoying. And it honestly is the reason I can't go to bed early. Like it's just something triggers my little brain and it's like, you gotta pee. You got to do the last pee. I know. It's crazy. I will also say something about routines because, you know, I use routines and I think routines are such a good, good system, structure, et cetera, for if you're working on something emotionally, if you emotionally feel uprooted, if you just move to a new house, apartment, city, keeping that basic framework of a routine helps you feel grounded. And I remember when I was kind of in the thick of my emotional healing with with my mental illness and stuff. I would feel good and then I wouldn't do my routine for a week because I was like, oh, no, I I need my routine when I don't feel good. And then it would spiral me down. So if any of you struggle with your mental health, with anxiety, with change, etc., having a morning routine is such a good way to automatically tell your body and your nervous system that you're safe because you'll be doing the things on automatic that are familiar to you. So while routines are also really good for productivity, setting your day up right, etc. It's actually also really, really important for those who have mental health struggles. Amen, sister. Amen. Okay, so let's go through some habits and routines that we're currently working on. As everyone knows, I'm reading Atomic Habits. So it's very top of mind for me of like, what are the, the foundational habits that I want to start to implement in my life? Number one has been money mindfulness. Now, I want to talk about this on another episode. And I actually think we should have someone on that is like, a finance influencer. (laughs) I love that. Just to kind of discuss this because I think I have 
held a lot of shame and a lot of limiting beliefs around money. And I'm sure a lot of people do. It's very taboo to talk about. So we kind of shy away from it or we push it under the rug or we don't really confront it. And so I don't even know what came over me. It must have been either the Lacey Phillips unblocking money or just some sort of like budget constraint that I had. But I just felt empowered to take control, get help, ask for help, which is really, really hard to do. I have been working with this company called Financial Gym, and I'm going to try to get us a discount for the sisters, so stay tuned. And basically what they do is they have one-on-one advisors for you that will go through your expenses. You tell them your goals. You tell them what you're, you know, you want in the short term and the long term, and they build you a plan. And they build you this like very step-by-step easy plan, no judgment, no shame around anything where you're at in the moment. It is phenomenal. And it's really changed my perspective on looking at budgeting as something like annoying or sad or like challenging. Rather, it's something that's empowering, like you're saving it for something grander, for something bigger in your future. Like you think, oh, I can't spend right now. And there's no payoff. No, there's an amazing payoff that's going to happen, you know? So I think I just needed to reorient that in my mind. So definitely money mindfulness has been a habit I'm really, really focused on right now. Another one is uh, nourishing my body. And that means both like eating and drinking intuitively. I think I don't want to ever deprive myself, but I also want to be able to forgive myself and understand how good I feel when I do nourish my body properly. You know, there's just like a strength that happens. There's a fueling that happens. And I think I obviously go to food as a crutch or as something that just like puts a bandaid over over a problem. Also do that with alcohol. I think many people relate to that. So I think just confronting those issues, not necessarily making like drastic changes, but just becoming aware. And then just like every little time I reach for something to eat or something to drink, just kind of just checking in, just being like, do I need this? Do I not? And if I, if I really want it and I'm craving it, I get it, you know, but it's just this like sense of no judgment, just like awareness of, of what I'm putting into my body. Um, yeah. So those are kind of two, two big ones that I'm working on. Those are really beautiful. And I think that those are two that I actually am also working on. If you listen to Scout Podcast Mads, you would know that I did a money episode that came out yesterday, but we're chill. We're good. And the the, po- the poetry about the money can be seen on your TikTok. Yeah, everyone, go check out the money poetry on TikTok. So yeah, the things that I'm currently working on right now is my relationship to money and staying in a place of abundance versus fear and scarcity. And it's an ongoing process especially with running my own business, I think that with money fluctuating and managing it and et cetera, it's a new frontier for me that I'm actually also looking for assistance in. Not even, I was thinking of also Mads going to financial gym for my personal stuff, but also getting more of like a CMO consulting situation with someone for my business because I think that money is super energetically charged and we get to really work on our relationship with it. And we also get the practical, realistic advice to make sure that our lifestyle and our dreams are happening with the help of money. So that's also something that I have been working on and something around the food mads that really, really helped me because I noticed that the last month I had kind of been in just like a eating things that were easy and the easy things weren't good for me. And so it was like Chinese food and ramen or whatever. And those heavy, heavy meals don't make me feel the best. Like they're great every now and then, but it was kind of becoming just like this easy thing to order that wasn't really making my body feel great and my mental clarity feel great. But I recognize 
recognized that I was doing a little bit of eating psychology or healing around myself a few years ago. And I recognized that food, I think for us is equated to love because that's how our dad shows his love so significantly to us. His main way of connecting is like, let me bring over food. Let me cook you a meal. Come over with your friends. I'll cook you guys dinner. And so he's so attached to food. And so he, great point. he shows, you know, he shows his love in many ways, but one of his main, main ways that's been constant and really tangible for us throughout our entire life is that he feeds us and that's how he really shows his love. And so I think that maybe at times when you and I might overeat or emotionally eat, we're actually craving love. And so in moments where I feel like I need to overeat, I'm like, okay, how do I give myself love in another way? Wow. The, the synapses are firing in my brain. Isn't that good? Wow. Wow. Yeah. The things that are wedged in our subconscious. Okay, sisters, we want to hear about your routines. Uh, we're going to talk about it in Geneva, so join us there. Follow us on Instagram at Podcast. You can follow Mads at Maddie Mayo. You can follow me at Scout Sobel. And we love you. We love you. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalgleish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together. 